Hello and welcome to episode 242 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm James. And we are going to keep talking about new cards from the wilds of Eldraine. Woo! Continuing the set review from last week. So we're going to get through black, red, green, multicolor, artifacts, cycles. Yeah, we, we have to. There's so many. Yep. we got to get through them all. So if you'd like to reach out on yeah, if you'd like to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X, uh, I guess email, not a social media, but still. Uh, all <laughs> yeah, those whatever. Yeah. There are ways to contact us. All those uh, links are in the description below. So go check us out, say hey, show ideas, yeah. questions you don't want to have us answer, any of that stuff, that's the way to get a hold of us. Absolutely. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link on over to TCG player. Anything you purchase after that will help to support the show. doesn't cost you guys anything extra. And uh, you all know how affiliate links work by now, so use ours. We'd appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, other way to support us is our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our show notes, so they get kind of a sneak peek about what the show's going to be about the following week. Uh, patrons also get access to our pre-show, roundabouts another hour of content out of us every week, completely unscripted, unedited. It's just just us being us. You have no idea what we're going to be talking about because we don't know what we're going to be talking about. Um, but yeah, our patrons really seem to like it, so if you're interested in the pre-show, sign up at Patreon. Also, you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to send out to you guys. Um, should be coming out sometime this month. I got some stuff going on early this month, so it'll probably be a little bit later. But if you want in on that, uh, chip a couple bucks in. Show us you appreciate us. If, uh, you know, whatever you think we're worth, there's tiers there, but they're not really set in stone. Kind of all the patrons get access to everything, so... Uh, whatever whatever you feel like we're worth, we would really appreciate it. Chip a couple bucks in over at patreon.com slash casualtryardmtg. Show us you love us. Yeah. All right, so we got a lot of cards to get through. So yep. head down, focused, Ashiok Wicked Manipulator. So this is our only Planeswalker. I guess we should note that yes. Morrow had mentioned that going forward that there's typically going to be one planeswalker per set is going to be kind of the new normal going forward yeah a couple of year i think is what he said yeah which like is probably for the good so that like yeah. standard doesn't end up like warped around planeswalkers um yeah i mean we've also said well number one we've had a lot of sets with lots of planeswalkers in them mm -hmm. um war of the spark and uh you know, this whole Phyrexian saga, we're both kind of overloaded with Planeswalkers. Um, but also, like, they've started doing them at lower rarities, which I'm assuming they're going to get away from now that we're only getting a couple per set. And we've kind of made the observation a few times in doing these set reviews and just kind of talking in general that um, the things you can do with a Planeswalker are getting a little repetitive. Like, you, you look at a Planeswalker and you're like, oh, this is... This is a five-mana Planeswalker. It's going to do, like, these things. Or this is a three-mana Planeswalker. It's going to do these sorts of things. Um, and I don't think that's uh, 
great design space anymore, just doing the same thing over and over again. So by toning down the number of Planeswalkers we get, hopefully we'll get some more interesting designs and not just chew through design space anymore. Yeah, the only the only thing I worry about, and it might be something that they can, that might be being addressed with just like general, like kind of like power creep, particularly like in creatures, mm-hmm. is Planeswalkers were off, often, especially in Standard, the answer to... Um, oh gosh, what are they? To like control decks, like a, yeah. a different creature type, or sorry, a different permanent type that could like give you value. Yeah. And I worry that like you know, especially like in red and green, where mm-hmm. those planeswalkers were often the like you know the mid range breaker or like the thing you brought in against control. If you don't have that like answer for control, it can kind of allow control decks to maybe uh, get a little bit uh, too good. But at the same yeah. time, though, they keep making so many cards that are, like, three cards in one when they resolve. Like, here's my Fable right. of the Mirror Breaker. It just may not matter. There might just be enough power creep in the creatures and stuff that mm-hmm. you don't need these, like, how can I get ahead of, like, control? It's like, I'm, I'm just doing all right. But, like, right. losing that, like, particular tool that people have been using for, gosh, Planeswalker's been around for 15 years. Yeah, whatever Lorwyn was. Something like that. So, like, that's going to be, like, a change if, like, they're... You don't have as many options for Planeswalkers. But you are right. Like, they were really seemingly struggling to find new ways to do, like, plus one draw card, minus two (laughs) kill a creature, minus eight win the game. Yeah. So they... They were really struggling on that, so, you know. There's only so many ways you can theme that and still have it be unique enough to call it a different card. Yeah, and so this will maybe be good to make Planeswalkers feel, like, special mm-hmm. again. As They're opposed, supposed to be. Yeah, as opposed to just being like, what are the what are the five Planeswalkers or the three Planeswalkers I'm getting this set? It's like, you might get, you can in theory get zero in a set. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think the way I, I'd have to go back and look, but I think the way it was worded was that we're going to get a few a year, not not one per set, but okay. a few a year. So, yeah, so you could like have a set where you just don't get any, like, yeah. I guess story wise, not that I'm a, a a flavor expert, but like I always kind of felt like like the re like I always felt like. A lot of the stories where a planeswalker like went from the plane they are currently on to like the next plane, mm-hmm. and so that is like kind of what continued the story, even oh, if you didn't give a card was. for them. So I guess yeah. you could kind of do it where you don't give them a card, or like I just have to like change my mind to like uh, like when you're watching like a movie or a TV show, and they're like, you're like, oh hey, we're going over here to this like B story arc over here in yep. the caves of Ixalan, uh, and they just jump over there for no reason. This story's just happening simultaneously. It all makes sense at some point. Well, we have omen pads now, right? So yes, and you, death you don't need to, yeah. You don't need to planeswalk between planes, and you don't have to be a planeswalker. You could be like Colossal Dreadmaw, like we're following him through an omen path, and okay. all of a sudden he pops up on... Okay, it is a, it is now a missed opportunity if we don't have Colossal Dreadmaw in like Every each set. of the next like seven sets. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like he just has like on like a uh, plain specific like hat in each art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some different creatures in his mouth. Exactly. Yeah, it's like Colossal Dreadma eating a pirate on Ixalan. Colossal Dreadma like I don't know, eating eating a sky whale in Kaladesh. <laughs> He's just like Colossal Dreadma with a zombie. It's just him just like yeah. Colossal Dreadmaw is the last Planeswalker, the Highlander of Planeswalkers. <laughs> there will only be one. <laughs> only be oh, one. I think we just did it, Brian. What? I think we just invented a new format. Outer Colossal Dragon Highlander? Well, no. Have you seen this uh, Dan Dan? Yes. Well, why couldn't you build a Colossal Dreadmaw? Just tre- Dreadmaw? Yeah. Okay. The only creatures are colossal dreadmaws. And then, like, you just gotta have like just fight spells and uh, yeah. ways to dig for colossal dreadmaws. Yeah. Commune, just commune with dinosaurs, colossal dreadmaws. <laughs> oh, what is the 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 is it the the dinosaur stomp, stomp spell? Yeah, savage stomp. Just yep. all cards that key off of dinosaur. Yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There we go. We we did it. We did. It. We can have Dan Dan. We can have this anyway. Ashiok, wicked manipulator, bringing it all back around. We're gonna we're like tight I show. Make a note for myself. Yeah, tight <laughs> show. Kind of like that idea. Like random random uh, aside for an hour. Um, so Ashiok, wicked manipulator, three black black, for a legendary planeswalker. Ashiok with five loyalty, has uh, the static of if you pay life. While your library has at least that many cards in it, exile that many cards from the top of your library instead. Um, and then plus one is look at the top two cards of your library, exile one of them, and put the other in your hand. So, hey, plus one, draw a card. Um, minus two, create two one one black nightmare creature tokens with at the beginning of combat on your turn. If a card was put into exile this turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. And then a target player exiles the top X cards of their library where X is the total mana value of cards you own in exile. So plus one draw a card, minus two, protect self in some way. Mm-hmm. Makes one ones or whatever. Uh, and then minus seven effectively wins the game so the reason why i kind of included this is not because i think it's a fantastic card i mean you just kind of ran down every five mana black planeswalker there is um but inverter is banned in pioneer but not oracle Mm -hmm. so can we find a way to pay like 40 life so my first thought when I read that in the notes was, um, oh gosh, what is it called? Uh, at the reservoir, like that will get you the life, but then you just kill him anyway. Yeah, um, you, you can't pay life you don't. This is true. Have, you can't pay right? life you don't have, but like to get you up to forty. Yeah, right. Because that's the all in one. But like the real answer is uh, bulls of citadel. The mid-range hammer. Yeah, I guess then you don't really need this, though. But, I mean, you play it, you play, like, a five drop off the top, and then you, like, 
Exile the next five. Exile the next five, and then you hopefully yeah. have another thing, and then you exile the next chunk. Yeah, and then, but then you're not uh, at. Like I guess then eventually you just hope to run out of cards. Yeah. Right. But like that's what it like if there's something that's like pay oh um the demon from Ravnica the surveilled demon Oh yeah 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 doom guy doom whisper doom whisper I have a better answer Okay Adanto Vanguard Oh yeah perfect Yeah just pay in chunks of 4 and we're going back to um Ixalan yeah. Where, like the vamp, like Adonta Vanguard, and there were a couple other things that were like were vampires, and we have you pay life. Mm-hmm. So there could be something there where you, like another vampire, you could like use like a black white vampire or a black or white vampire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you just kind of like, but it's awkward because you have to have the. Thassa's Oracle in your hand. Right, because you're like, okay, well, like, spam the draw button. Yeah. Or spam the, the exile button, and then you're like, oh, I exiled my Oracle. Well, I mean, you get to play Jace, too, if you yeah, wanted to. you get, like, eight of them. Yeah. And, like, that could be, that could be enough. I mean, there and is, there is, the, a, uh, there is a four-mana the, tutor in this set. That goes there and is. casts your oracle. That's like, true. I guess I don't. Oh, and you could also Mastermind's Acquisition, because that gets cards from outside the game. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm. There you go. You just have a bunch of ways to like get to it. Yeah. But like, if you had um, if you had a thing that, like... Oh, oh, what was that card? Oh, is it Mana Gated? Uh, Agadim's Awakening? Not Agadine's Awakening. That's the that's the the black the yeah sacrifice a creature, gain life. Yeah, but the front side of it, the the draw side because it was the Ixalan flip card that was the black one. It was like one on the black pay blood two fast. life. Yes, Argyle's Bloodfest. Blood yeah, that was like pay. That was pay mana and life. Yeah, colorless and a black and. Yeah. But, like, if you had um, an Adanto Vanguard out, like, you could go get, like, you could, I think we're talking about Beseech the Mirror. Mm-hmm. But you could, like, Beseech the Mirror. Mm-hmm. And then with the Oracle trigger on the stack, just instant speed Vanguard yep. your entire deck and then win the game. Yep. So, I mean... It's more pieces than Inverter and uh, yeah. uh, Oracle, but could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this, the static, you read it and you're just like, I like. I always feel like you're, I'm like, am I paying the life and losing the cards? But it's, no, you're paying, no, the, you're instead. getting rid of the cards instead of the life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like, like a, a weird lich effect. Yeah. Except instead of your graveyard, it's your library. So. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did like Inverter. Like, mm-hmm. all, all the cards to, like, do this. But ideally, like, you 
you said Doom Whisper or something that Yeah. Um Yeah, I forgot about Vanguard. Yeah. Although like I guess it couldn't get you all the way there though. It has to get you to you'd have to make sure your deck was a multiple of four. Yeah. Which is awkward. It is awkward. Uh we need like Hex Parasite. Yeah. Or Spell Sky. Like yes. being multiples of two is better, but hex, hex parasite is better than than spell because you don't need a target. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Oh, what I was just talking about. The card you were just talking about. Why don't you go ahead and read it? Okay. Beseech the mirror is one black, black, black for a sorcery with bargain. So remember, bargain is sacro an artifact, enchantment, or token as you mm-hmm. cast a spell. And it says, search your library for a card, exile it face down, then shuffle. If this spell was bargained, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. If that spell's mana value is four or less, uh, put the exiled card in your hand if it wasn't cast this way. Um, this card is kind of cracked in older formats. Yes. Um... There are a bunch of ways um, to turn one tendril someone with this card. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen, now, not super realistic, but, like, there's one that's just, like, land, some, z- like, land, zero cast artifacts, dark ritual, this, and, like, a lotus petal. You get the four, you beseech for a beseech for a beseech, for a beseech, and you get additional casts each time. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you get a tendrils and you kill someone. Like, it's like land, dark ritual, you know, chrome moxes and stuff. There's also, I've seen other things where you, like, one of your zero costs is, like, Vault of Whispers. Okay. Because now that's one of the things you can sack. Yeah. So you could, like, double ritual off a vault of whispers have some lotus petals and some chrome moxes and lion's eye diamonds and then just you know sack all of them and uh uh do this also like have you ever wanted to have eight shielders in your deck (laughs) no you can what about eight the one rings sure and since this casts the one ring you get the protection so, like, you just have kind of a a limitless, uh, like, pile of broken four drops. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you have to have tokens laying around. But, like, I don't think, like, in red-black, like, that's not no an shortage ask. shortage of tokens. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, the blood from Blood Tithe Harvester, the, the uh, gosh... The goblin from Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Or a treasure. And it's treasure. Yep. Right, so like that's not super hard to do. I mean you could sacrifice Fable too if you wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's like a lot of ways to to activate this. I think in standard this is kind of um just a oh what is it called? The the blue green card. Uh, that bring the, light. Uh, bring the light. It's like a bring the light yeah. with like where the hoop is. You have to have a 
a right type of permanent to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But bring delights hoop is you have to have a bunch of mana. Yeah. But like, if that like piece of cardboard is free or free ish, like this is just like you break even on mana. Yeah. Right. Like you go get a four drop and you cast it, and so you just paid four mana to get a four mana card mm-hmm. as opposed to like bring delight right you know you can no doubt can get a five right but like if you if you need a four you're paying a one mana tax for that four correct now this gets you with like oh, if you need a five you, i can't help you well i mean you still get it you just can't cast it yeah fair you can go grab it but you don't get to cast it for free yeah um I had a thought while you were uh, explaining that. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it's if it goes anywhere or not, but this will also cast Escape Shift. It will. I don't know like what you can do with that though. I was thinking, um, it makes the mana dreadful, but um. The Fire's uh, Enigmatic Incarnation deck. Yeah. You can cast this off of your Fires. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice can... your Fires. Sacrifice your Fires if you need to. You could also... Well, you, you have to, though, right? Because this casts the spell. So if... Oh, yeah. But I was thinking, like, you also play, like... Um... Oh gosh, Nylea's presence. So depending on your build, right? Yeah. So if you're like the if you're not the Karuga if you're not Karuga fires, your other fiery stuff, right? You yeah. can have Nylea's presence. You can have uh, oh we did this before. Omen of the Sea God. Mm-hmm. Um, as like enchantments to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So yes, you can cast this off of fires and sacrifice and go get your incarnation. Yeah, but also like just on turn four, you've got like instead of having to play. Oh god, they played uh, the three mana like, uh, like three two that went and put an enchantment on top of your deck. Mm-hmm. Now you just like go get the thing, right? And like I don't know, I feel like had like the deck really only like pops off when you have enigmatic incarnation and like you could just put a karuga in your deck right and if like that's the card you need to go get you could go get it mm-hmm. but like this is just now you have eight copies of the two cards that that like enigmatic fires you have eight copies of the two cards that your deck's named after in your deck yeah rolled up in four or i guess 12 card slots yeah and then you also like also have like extra copies of uh Omnath if like Omnath is the thing you need. Mm-hmm. Um and then also you could play play some other like one of fun of enchantments. Especially mm-hmm. like at four. Like, oh I have my enigmatic incarnation. I need another four to go get to then go get my Elishnorn or go get you know, yeah. stupid uh, fight wolf guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, like, this just kind of covers that as well. So, like, that deck just, be, I think, becomes really consistent now. Yeah, I think so. And, like, You're right, though. It does make the mana pretty pretty awkward. But I guess, like, if you're firezing, the mana doesn't matter, so. And, like, like I said, the, there was a, a point in time where these decks were all built around Nylea's Presence. And if your deck's built around Nylea's presence, I think it makes the your mana, mana. The, the mana gets way better. Yeah. Um, and like you know, you can also just change your change your triumphs a little bit. You mm-hmm. have you know more more Saltai and like uh, Grixis triumphs. Yeah, I think like make triple black is still tough though. It is. It is. But it is. Something to to consider. Yep. But like any deck that like needs a four drop. Right? You're like, okay, like this just goes and gets it. And casts it. And casts That's it. why um I don't know if you remember, but in Shadows Standard there was that Seasons Past deck. This is better? Either some portion of or better than uh Dark Petition. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't get you a season's past, but... Right. Well, it could get it. It couldn't cast it. Yeah, yeah. which then I guess well, makes like Dark it... Petition didn't actually cast it either. It just gave yeah. you mana towards it. Yeah, but like, I was going to say, but then it's the same, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like, where Dark Petition yeah. was five, yep. if you didn't have Spell Mastery. Well, it was five, and then KB3 if you had yeah. Spell Mastery. Like, this is four. Mm-hmm. And again, like if your decks built around like powerful fours, which they just keep giving us more and more like dumb fours, mm-hmm. this is this uh, does a job pretty well. Yep. All right. What do we ha- what do we have next? This next one's like right up your alley. Yeah, ego drain. This is a single black mana for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. If you don't control a fairy, exile a card from your hand. So this is the reason I put this on here is because it's uh, kind of a unique duress. Like we ha- we get good discard spells like Thought Seize, and then we get like limited discard spells like duress. They're kind of just meant for the limited format. Um, this is kind of unique because there's no restriction on the card it can get. So it's closer to Thought Seize. Um, and like especially in a fairy deck, this is just better than a Thought Seize, right? Yeah. But like you had put in the in the uh what's it called? In the notes that like so you have to have a um a fairy, which mm-hmm. makes it like probably something you're gonna play later in the game. Yeah. As opposed to earlier in the game, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not as great on turn one. Oh, it's uh, LSV was like it's awful on turn one, right? Yeah. Like in like two for one in yourself, like it's okay. I say that, and um, it's like griefing someone without the scam yeah now it costs mana which like i guess the card is worth the mana but 
Um, but like it is kind of like casting a grief. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am looking through fairies, and I had mentioned that there weren't a lot of like good one mana fairies. Because mm. uh, like you could, like you could see a situation where this kind of fills in the Inquisition kind of like uh, spot. Yeah. Where like you would thought sees on one and then like fairy on one plus ego drain and sorry, fairy on two plus ego drain. Yeah. And like that's like fine. So like we have fairy, fairy dream thief, which is a one one uh flyer for one. Uh for black that you could play. Um Hmm. Then there's like a bunch of bad fairies, fairy miscreant. No, thank you. Um, oh, interesting. Halo Forger's a fairy. Oh, okay. Like on, on four mana, you could like hair, uh, Halo Forger plus buy back an ego drain from earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at like pioneer legal stuff. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of. I, I did have one other thought. I don't know if it's uh, anything. It's probably not good, but there are a few cards that you can like cast from exile, mm-hmm. like Eternal Scourge or is it Squee the Immortal is the one you can cast from exile. I think so. Yeah. Um, that would be a way to kind of negate the drawback. Not that either of those cards are spectacular in their own right but uh miss hollow griffin we could go all the way back to like saltai food chain here we come (laughs) yeah yeah like i said like the so thinking about like fairies versus rogues right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fairies that are also rogues but not just a lot of random fairies right so like Ego Drain is like a, 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 I think a plus in the like you should play fairies camp, mm-hmm. but then like drowning the lock and like into the story, yeah, are like draws to rogues Rogue. since they fill your opponent's graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like there, I feel like there needs to be like one, like a couple more. Yeah, but you get spell stutter instead of drowning the lock. Yeah, fair. They should just not be cowards and just have made it spell stutter sprite, like which would have been like. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going back to Lorwyn, so probably too good, but like, it feels like that would have, like, th- it feels like that might have like pushed fairies far enough. But again, we t- I think we talked about this last week. They yeah. could put a, like, just like they put fairy mastermind in. Was it Frixia? Um, I guess March of the Machines. They could put some other fairy in, like, the next set that kind of, like, brings the fairy deck together. Yeah, and like I said, we're also going... This will be in standard when we're in Lorwyn next, so... All right. Something else to look forward to. Uh, Next up, we have Hopeless Nightmare. Another single black mana spell. This one's an enchantment. When Hopeless Nightmare enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and loses two life. 
when Hopeless Nightmare is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, scry two, and you can pay two and a black and sacrifice Hopeless Nightmare. You should never do the last thing. That that last tech, just mark it out with a Sharpie? Well, I mean, there there were points in time where you sacrificed your Omen of the Sea to scry two again, but it didn't happen that often. Yeah. No, I was more along the lines of, like, this is, like, bargain food. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, if, you know, in our, like, mythical, like, five-color with triple black mana cost uh, enchantment deck, right? This is something you can play early and then feed to um, your, feed to your uh, Beseech the Mirror later on. Yeah, or anything that you're bargaining. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think we've had... Uh, what was it? Was it Vicious Rumors? Mm-hmm. Was the, like, they discard a card, they mill a card, they lose one? Yep. For a single mana? Like, this is somewhere in that neighborhood, and that card saw a non-zero amount of play. Well... I was looking at this more from like a vessel point of view. Okay. You remember like vessel and mm-hmm. nascency from um, it's an enchantment, which is a card type when it's in your graveyard. So not only is it bargain food, but it also also helps you get closer to delirium or whatever you're doing in the graveyard. Um, it's also a thing you can flicker if you wanted to do that with like a Yorion or whatever. Um. Oh, I know. Like with Doom Foretold, because Doom Foretold wants mm-hmm. permanent. So like, you had like you get a card with this. Like this is kind of better than the stupid rats. Yep. And then like you get cards with it, and then like you get the scry two when it dies. Mm-hmm. Okay, can get behind it for Doom Foretold. Okay. I'm yeah, back on. I didn't even back think in. about Doom Foretold, but yeah. Um, it, just all of the decks that ever wanted, like, the Vessels, or what were the other ones? Um, the, uh, not the uh, Artifact. Uh, no. Oh, the, the Fonts from Theros. Like, Font. Uh, okay. Just, like, the, the enchantments that sit around, and, like, they didn't have to be an enchantment, because they don't really do anything once they're on the battlefield. They're, they were just there to support another mechanic. I was thinking of uh, Kaladesh, like, Implements. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing. Like, they care about, like, artifacts because you need them to fabricate, mm-hmm. but... Or improvise. Yeah, or improvise. That's right. And yeah. But they didn't really have that big of an impact. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is... And, like, being one mana, it's, like, not embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I do like... I do like the Doom Foretold aspect where, like, yeah, you're, like, cute. getting their hand as well. Mm-hmm. So they have... Less stuff to sack. They have when less it's time. resources as as time goes on. Yep. Okay. Interesting oh. card. Interesting. Yes. Agreed. Uh, this next one's right up your alley, right? Yeah. So this is Lich Knight's Conquest, four and a black for a sorcery, and sacrifice any number of artifacts, enchantments, and or tokens. Return that many creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this can be a classic like zombify five mm-hmm. mana return a creature or this can be uh 
rally the ancestors. Mm-hmm. If this you is have a enough multi kicker bargain. Yes, if you have enough food for it. So it's like, how do you build a deck that is like simultaneously filling its graveyard, but putting game objects in play? Game objects into play. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned one in the pre-show. Uh, it's uh, not this is modern uh, of a modern power level, but like Underworld Cookbook. Mm-hmm. Right, discard the card, get a food token. Oh yeah, it does both things, and it it puts it in and gets rid of it. Like I don't know if there's anything in like Pioneer. Like this card screams like can be Pioneer or maybe like a standard playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker does all the parts. Does. Right, like you could, right, you could turn three Fable, turn four, discard two things, attack. Mm-hmm. And now, if your goblin gets in, you have two things to sack plus the mana. Right. So you're like, I, I don't know, uh, what's this? Atali and Atroxa. And then do this and go game, blouses. Yeah. And then you win the game, like, pretty easily. But, yeah, like, just game objects plus this. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of game objects. We do. More and more every set, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, this, this this set is very good at making game objects. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Lord Skitter's Blessing. This is one in a black for an enchantment. When Lord Skitter's Blessing enters a battlefield, create a Wicked Roll token attached to target creature you control. Uh, in case you don't remember, Wicked uh, gives a creature plus one, plus one. And when the aura gets put in the graveyard, each opponent loses a life. And then at the beginning of your draw step, if you control an enchanted creature, you lose a life and you draw an additional card. Uh, I mean, Phyrexian Arena has been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this also pairs very well with another card we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Spiteful Hexmage. Yes. Um, if you are... Listening to this, uh, the week uh, it came out, on Monday, uh, Saffron Olive made a video using the using the roll mechanic, mm-hmm. and this was one of the synergies he had in it, and it looked really strong. Yep. I mean, if you, like, it's giving you the thing that you need to make it work, but then, like, it's giving you the enchantment. Not the creature, but the enchantment. Right. Yeah, right. as long as you have a creature. Yeah, but... It is one of those things that it is oftentimes difficult to imagine that, like, you get the card, mm-hmm. right? Like, all right, if you don't kill my creature that I just made better, right? I get a card. And, like, your opponents are going to, like, almost always have the removal. Right? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're doing it super early. Yeah. So it might be a situation where you really you don't get it super often. Yeah. Cause like it can just be like two mana do nothing, nothing, which is really like a scary place to be. Hey, two mana. It exists. Congratulations. Yeah. It's like, you can't do anything with this card. So I don't know if it matters at all, but this also in one card triggers like enchantress stuff twice. 
and celebration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It triggers celebration too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the enchantress thing might be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wake giant, infest your team. <laughs> Remember when that card was legacy playable for like a brief instant? I love Doomwake Giant. Doomwake Giant was is it four and a black or five and a black? Yep. Four and a black. And it was was it I forget how big it was. It was pretty big. Like a four six maybe? Yeah, and it was like with in constellation, all your opponent's creatures get neg one, neg one. Yep. So it triggered when it came in. Mm-hmm. And then swept up all the little stuff, and then you were hoping to like put two enchantments in the next turn and get like everything else. Yep. Or God help them if you had two of them. <laughs> I have killed lots and lots of very big creatures with Doomwake Giant. Yeah. I had a green constellation deck in Theros Standard. Yeah. So yeah, this could like, like I think like for constructed the like the fail case is like two too high or yeah, too, too likely like you know you don't need to be in a situation where your opponent's just playing cards that work mm-hmm. and then you play cards that <laughs> don't work that don't work because they had a removal spell yeah and you're like oh well crap no and like yeah. if they kill your enchanted creature like now you have to try to stick another creature and get it enchanted and get an enchantment on it yeah and it's like oh man i'm just screwed yeah all right what's up next not dead after all. Mm. Uh, single black mana for an instant. Until end of turn, target creature you control gains. When this creature dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Then create a wicked roll token attached to it. You know what, I, you know what I'm going to say right now that I've never said before? What's that? This is 100% going to be played in modern. Oh, yes. This definitely. is the. This is better feign death? Mm-hmm. So, was it one of them? I think it's Feign Death. Is when the creature dies, it comes back and gets a plus one, plus one counter. Mm-hmm. This does the same thing, but instead of a counter, you get the Wicked Roll. And right. when the Wicked Roll goes to the graveyard, you ping your opponent for one. So, it is a... Sorry. Yeah, it is a uh, abrupt decayable mm-hmm. um, plus one, plus one counter, but if they're spending an entire card... On your, like, plus one, plus one. That's a win. Well, so it's also not a counter. It's so not a you counter. Can't, you, you, you don't get to do the uh, the undying shenanigans, the Yawgmoth stuff. Yeah, but, like, they, I guess they, Yawgmoth didn't do that, though. Like, Yawgmoth didn't, you didn't use this. Like, I was just thinking of Scam. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, this is just, like, a better feign death for yeah. Scam. Like, better, different, right? And I know, like, mm-hmm. there are edge cases that, like, oh, they couldn't get rid of my counter, but they got rid of my yeah. my my thing. But, like, the thing still doinks them for one on its way out the door. Right. So, like, if Walking they were... ballisticism. Yeah, if they were at four and you had your grief, if they killed the thing, they still die. Right. Right, so... No, I, I think it's just gonna like it's modern playable. I don't know. Get your copies now while they're cheap, before mm-hmm. they become like three dollar un uh, three dollar commons or whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like we're getting these way more often than mm -hmm. we used to also. So I'm thinking there must be a design, or a design philosophy behind this mm -hmm. somewhere where uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Wizards was designing cards to use these. Yeah. So. I mean, if we're going to Lorwyn, we better be evoking some stuff. This is Oh, yeah, there we go. So Scam and standard. So you just like, yes, yeah, standard scam. Yep. Blue, black, mole drifters, and just, you that's know. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I no, mean, that's I, like a huge missed opportunity if we go back to Lorwyn and don't get mole drifter, right? Oh, I think they have to. We kind of have to, yeah. Right, like they, they, they can, they, I think the single most beloved card from Eldraine was Ginger Brute. Yep. And they brought him back. When we went back to Theros, the most beloved creature from that block was Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Yep. They brought him back. Right? Like, True. They, there are some cards that, like, kind of, like, transcend sets. Yeah. And, it, like, people just have, like, an unhealthy uh, <laughs> uh, affection for. Is this card good? Not really. But I love it. That's right. And it's like, okay, so you love it? Cool. And so I, I definitely think that like Mole Drifter, but yeah, like force for scam in particular, this is this is on the team. Mm -hmm. And you know, there is a chance for uh, like standard scam stuff. And I'm only half kidding about like buy your copies of the stupid common, but like if the stupid common's like fifty cents or like fifty cents to two dollars in like a year, I would not be surprised. If it becomes well, how like, much was Deadly Dispute? Deadly Dispute got it for like three bucks. I think it was more than that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this has like popper pedigree, but it could. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Uh, next up, we have Rowan's Grim Search. Two and a black for an instant with bargain. If this spell was bargained, look at the top four cards of your library, put two of them back on top of your library in any order and the rest in your graveyard, and then you draw two cards and lose two life. Um, it's instant speed. And there's like strong parallels here to read the bones. I know you have to bargain uh, to kind of make the best use of this, but like draw two, lose two at instant speed for three manas. Like at rate, I think, or or above rate because I it's an think instant. It's above rate, so like I was, so there's the blue divination variant that's mm -hmm. now an instant speed. Yeah, right. Like that, just being an instant speed makes the card way more powerful. So yeah. I think like read the bones was three mana. Uh, being sorcery versus Rowan's Grim Search being an instant is a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. Like. If there's an Esper or like a blue black control deck, you'd much rather hold up your counterspell and end of turn instant right. speed your card draw. Um, also, um, remember Dark Bargain? Mm -hmm. uh, Bargle, if you will. Um, like, that card was really good and limited. Like, I think it was like maybe, like, kind of like one of those cards that you would like, you could think about playing in your standard deck. It wasn't quite good enough. Yeah. But, like, the bargain mode of this is Dark Bargain, mm -hmm. right? Put two in the graveyard, 
put two in your hand. Yep. And uh, again, if we're looking for now, this is eating one of our permanents. But if we're like looking for cards to put stuff in our graveyard to like reanimate, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, we we've got a thing. Yep. So, uh, to like at least fill the graveyard. So no, I think this card is pretty solid and like oh shadow prophecy sees modern play true right like this is again it's like more work than just like play a couple triomes Mm -hmm. but like being an instant is a huge deal right think about the number of spells that like think about dreadbore versus terminate the words on the card in the text box dreadbore is better which one gets played terminate because it's an instant correct so um the other thing is because this is an instant you can kind of blink or or not blank but you can offset a removal spell with it if you're if the thing they're targeting is yeah the thing is an artifact yeah yeah. or a token yeah you definitely so Um, just to note yes yes one more black card uh, we alluded to it a couple cards ago. This is Spiteful Hex Mage. Single black mana for a 3-2 human warlock. When it enters the battlefield, create a cursed roll attached to it. And the cursed roll is the bad one that makes it a 1-1. So it's a 1-mana one 1-1 one that turns into a 3-2. If you... Uh, Lord Skitter's blessing it. Yes. Um, let me look up. There was another card. Uh, oh, crap. It was in... Um... It's red. Um, try again. Did I get it? Did not. Um, why am I so bad at spelling? But anyway, there's the <laughs> red card that is uh, like deal two to a creature, exile it, and then if you bargain it, it deals three mm-hmm. for one red mana. Right, we talked about this before. But, like, Spiteful yep. Hex Mage into, like, kill their one or their two and eat the roll on it and get a th- get a one mana three two. Yeah. Right? There's there's a couple ways that you can, like, get this off of it. Mm-hmm. Get that get that roll off of it that aren't, like, embarrassing. There's also, is it Candy Grapple? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the neg three, neg three that can also be, like, neg five, neg five if you bargain it. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, that's another way to get the roll off of it. And even if they just have a 3-3, three, three, just, like, I'll get rid of my bad roll. Right. Uh, and have a 3-2. Like, turn one this, turn two, candy grapple, kill your thing, get in for three. Mm-hmm. Is, like, a more than respectable turn. Oh, definitely. So, I would. Uh, so, I think, like, you can maybe build around this somehow well it's uh, going to be the backbone of some sort of aggro deck black aggro deck mm-hmm. I agree maybe. all right moving on from black we are into red we have godric cloaked reveler it's one red red for a three three legendary human noble with haste and it has celebration as long as two or more non-land permanents entered the battlefield under your control this turn. Godric Cloaked Reveler is a dragon with base power and toughness 4-4 and fire breathing. Oh, it's super fire breathing. 
red mana dragons you control get plus one plus out to lend a turn. Oh, it's all uh, of them. Not just itself, yeah. This is this is an improvement. Yeah, uh, seems like a pretty solid three drop for mono red, if nothing else. Uh, three mana, three three with haste is a little bit above rate. Um, if you can turn it into a three mana four four with haste, that's even better. That that is way above rate. Yeah. Um. No, I think that it's good. I I worry about like how often is you're gonna get to make it the four four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like, are we happy with a three mana three three haste? And like, there's been a n- number of that card. Yeah. That really haven't seen a ton of play. Remember the oh gosh, oh is it Arnie? The guy who mm-hmm. got like bigger when he Arnie attacked. Broken bow, yeah. Yeah, like he never like sniffed constructed play. Right. And then there's like there's been a couple like goblins, that are yeah. like commons or uncommons that you know don't have the celebration text but are like three mana three threes, mm-hmm. and didn't really see a ton of play. Like they saw some play like in like fringy goblin decks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I mean, it it depends on how easy it is to turn Celebration on. Oh, true. Not that you're playing Dragon Fodder, but, like, Dragon Fodder turns this on. Fable the Mirror Breaker turns it on. I was thinking, like, what if you're, like, playing, like, some sort of humans deck where you have, uh... uh, Just playing creatures? Yeah, the the one in the white flash 1-1 that makes a 1-1. Right, like, that would turn this on. Like, you know, a turn where you, like... Play Godric, um, play um, values of Lieutenant to put a counter on it. Yeah. And then, like, play another creature. Um, also, this isn't, this is a static ability, not a triggered ability. Mm hmm. So you could, like, turn it on at instant speed. I mean, I guess you could as a triggered ability also, but yeah. You, you could. Like it would work during combat. So mm-hmm. was it Adeline? Oh yeah, Adeline. Like get like you could like yeah. make a soldier. Yeah, turn you, like it on. you like Adeline attack. Yeah, and then like the next turn play Godric, or I guess you would. I guess you play Godric, then like Adeline and attack, yeah. and then get the, the the trigger that way. So that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or any of the uh, the rebel masters. Hmm would work as well rebel, 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 rebel. <laughs> well i mean we got a bunch of them now squeeze a rebel master and rebel master is a rebel master legion war boss legion war boss is a rebel Ad- master. line is like uh yep. rebel master light i think there's a uh what is it the, the black rat lord guy mm-hmm. uh lord whatever um yep. he makes a rat each upkeep yep or each not each 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 uh combat so that could nope. like do it as well. Oh, the red card is a torch to the tower. The uh, okay. The um, magma spray. The bargain spell. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. This one's all you. All right. Hearth elemental five in a red for a four five, and it costs X less to cast, where X is the number of cards uh, in your graveyard that that are instant sorcery and or have an adventure. And then um, it has an adventure, which is Stoke Genius, which is a sorcery. 
discard your hand, uh, then draw two cards. So, um, the Stoke Genius side is, um, in like a normal fair game of Magic, can be, I have no cards in hand, two mana, draw two. Right. That is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, see uh, Expressive Iteration uh, for two yep. mana, draw twos that are very good. <laughs> or Charter Course after you have Raid. Um, also, in unfair decks, uh, like Dredge, right? Just, okay, I'm not going to have a hand anymore. None of these cards matter. Go. There have been yep. other cards. Um, I think there was a three mana one. Maybe, maybe it was two mana in, um, like, Innistrad. Like, original mm-hmm. Innistrad that did something similar. And they never saw play. So I don't know, well, like... I mean, there's a big difference between two mana and three mana. Yeah, I don't remember, mana. like... I don't remember what the what the card was in Innistrad, if it was two or three. Uh, I'm... Do I... Do I own these cards? <laughs> I do. Uh, but I don't know if I... Uh, uh, if it was two or three mana. Like, I know I own it. But, like, that effect... Like, is very, like, dredgeable. Oh, yeah. So, Dangerous Wager. One in the red, discard your hand, then draw two cards. Yeah. As an instant. And that never quite made it in Dredge. Yeah. Um, Because, like, you know, it's fine when it's, like, the last card or, like, if you've already cast your first card to, like, fill your graveyard. But, like, for it to be your first card is mm. uh, a little a little uh, a little too brave. Yeah. Now the upside here is it draws right, you a four or five. It draws you a four or five that will oftentimes be just one mana because you flipped yeah. twenty cards in your deck and you've just like stumbled into your thrill thrill of discoveries in your cathartic reunions. And yeah. all that nonsense, and then you're just like, oh, I have a free four or five, or a one mana four or five. So, the creature side is kind of a bigger Bedlam Reveler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Bedlam Reveler cost eight instead of six. Correct. Now, it did, it like drew you cards and stuff, but like. Well, I mean, this does too. This, this is Bedlam Reveler, the adventure is Bedlam Reveler. I guess it is, yeah, because it's this card. I mean, it's one less card, but yeah. Yeah, kind of. But, like, uh, Battle of the Reveler was a modern playable card six years ago. (laughs) Six years ago. A simpler time. A simpler time. Uh, But, yeah, like, the card is, like, close. And, like, Dredge is a natural home for, like, I don't care about any of these cards go away. Right. But I don't know if it's quite... So, like, Pioneer Dredge, I don't think, wants this because it's no. not putting adventures or instants or sorceries in the graveyard. But, and I know Modern Dredge isn't really a thing anymore, but in Modern Dredge, you have your Conflagrates, you have your Life from the Loams, you have other of these guys. Like, there's plenty of instants and sorceries for you to uh, mm-hmm. make this cheaper with. Yeah, it's it's just a question of, like, are you going to get enough off of the... Yeah. Like... 
if you told me it was, it was one of those things, like, if you told me that it was the second um, enabler I drew, I, I got to cast every game, Yeah, I'd be much more in for it than it being the first. Yeah. Right? Because, like, usually you need, like, the first thing to kind of get your graveyard going, and then the second one lets you kind of, like, explode. Yeah. Where, but, like, if you have to discard your hand on the first one, but... Yeah. Right, like if each of these that you draw, even if you don't like adventure them, if you just like draw it and you just have a four or five, mm-hmm. right, for one mana, like that might be enough. I mean, it's like what one like a Gurmag Angler is a five five, mm-hmm. and like the one of Gurmag no Angler is either. yeah, like it, you know the but the one of Gurmag Angler is yeah. pretty respectable. In yep. a lot of decks, and this is like a Gurmag Angler that doesn't get rid of your graveyard. Yeah. So, yeah i I think it's close, but I'm not sure. But it'd be interesting to see if like you could have a like how good is Bedlam Reveler if you get to have eight of them. I guess it's like it's kind of like Cryptic Serpent. Yeah. Or, like, Bedlam Reveler is, like, a good cryptic circuit, serpent. But, like, if you play, like, a bunch of this, like, you know, shock, play with fire, lightning strike, and then a bunch of the, like, red, like, kind of, like, cantrippy things. Mm-hmm. And then if your plan is just, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, jam Hearth Elementals and uh, Bedlam Revelers. Yeah. Like, is that, a is that like, maybe. a reasonable plan? Yeah, maybe. All right, we have another elemental here. Okay. Rotisserie elemental. Mmm, tasty. Uh, one mana, one one elemental with menace. Whenever rotisserie elemental deals combat damage to a player, put a skewer counter on it. Then you may sacrifice it. If you do, exile the top X cards of your library, where X is the number of skewer counters on rotisserie elemental. You may play those cards this turn. This is we have Bowmat Courier at home. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as Bowmat Courier. No. Um, but Bowmat Courier is not an elemental. It is not an elemental. Um, so with my you know unhealthy uh, obsession with elementals, I think this would go into like a, oh gosh, Thunderkid Awakener elemental deck. Mm-hmm. Where like you could like, you know, get in for a hit, sack it, bring it back. Yeah. Especially with Thunder Can Awakener having, um, oh god, what is it called? Having haste. Yeah. You can like get this in for a hit or two, then sack it, get the card, Thunder Can Awakener attack, get this back, sack it again, get another card. Yeah. Kind of deal like work through your deck that way. But I mean, it it triggers Risen Reef, which is really all we want. <laughs> That's all that matters. Really, all that matters is does the it trigger Risen Reef? Yeah. yeah, and if it gives me extra stuff, amazing. Yeah. I am happy that they like bothered to print some more elementals. They haven't printed like a handful of elementals in a while. Yep. So two back to back here. Yeah, but like, yeah, this kind of feels like they were like, how can we make Bowmat Courier not busted? Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't know that Bowmat Courier was ever busted I, I i have a unhealthy infatuation with that card i love bowmat courier well, I, I don't guess think it was I'm, ever busted bust, 
a like a like staple, right? Like yeah. I don't think this is like like Bo Matt Curry is not even good in the red decks anymore. God no, rest I his don't little think soul. It's good anywhere anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, God rest his little soul. But yeah. uh, like you know, I don't know how you make. Like it seems like this is like Bomat Courier, but like toned down. So yeah, yeah. So fine. Not not that Bomat was busted, but they were like we Bomat Courier may have been too good for what they were shooting for. Yeah. So this is a like fixed version of Bomat Courier. Mm-hmm. So. All right, moving on from red and into green, we got three green cards to talk about. Okay. Uh, first one is Beanstalk Worm. Four and a green for a 5-4 with reach. And it has an adventure. Plant beans. Bro. Yeah, I think I think Chad was in here trying to uh trying to get his beans. Bro. Um, we offer him stuff. We'll plant beans and we'll grow them, bro. <laughs> get more beans, bro. Alright. Uh, yeah. So plant beans lets you play an additional land this turn. So plant beans is an explorer that draws you a five mana five four reach. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very contingent on you playing a high land count because mm-hmm. explore, explore wants you to play a high land count, but also gives you the out of, Hey, I can like, uh, maybe draw a land if I have two lands. Like I have you certainly always... cast an explore with no lands in my hand to get the next card in my library. Yes. This doesn't give you that. It always draws you a 5-4, which right. isn't which bad. Which doesn't help when you have three mana. Yeah. Or it doesn't help when you have two mana and you're like, come on, I want to hit, like, <laughs> I yeah. I need to hit my third land. So, like, it's, it's close. Like, if, if Field of the Dead was still legal, like, mm-hmm. I think this card would be, like, where you're just, like, I'm playing 33 lands in my deck. Yeah. And like I'm always gonna have like a third land. I think this card's like super good, but like there is a there's more risk with it than there is with Explore. Yeah. Right? It's not rampant growth where you get to go get the land and put it into play. This is like it has to be in your hand. Right. Right. So there'll be times that you like look at it and like you can never play plant beans. Because like mm-hmm. if you have two lands in your hand and then you don't draw your third you don't draw a, a land on like turn two. Right then, if you just draw a land every single turn, plant beans doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything, yeah. So, like, it has a higher fail case than explore, where explore is just like draw a card. Like worst yeah. case scenario, I have two mana, I cycle. Yep. Um, I think the comparison here is to being stuck giant from throne, and while I don't think this is as good as being stuck giant, um. Like the the creature side of it is castable if things don't go right. Mm-hmm. So like that might be a, a very small upside. Yeah, Beanstalk Giant was six and a green, right? Yeah. Yeah, not castable. Yeah, you had to be doing it to get there. Yeah, you had to really be like you had to be committed to Beanstalk Giant. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> next up, we have a weird one. We do. This is blossoming tortoise two green green for a three three turtle whenever blossoming tortoise enters the battlefield or attacks 
mill three cards, then return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Activated abilities of lands you control cost one less to activate, and land creatures you control get plus one, plus one. There's a lot going on here. I think that the first part of it is interesting. Oh, I thought all of the parts were interesting. So, I've uh, this came up on the pre-sleevables. Um, like, this is kind... The ETB is kind of um, Cavalier of Thorns. Mm-hmm. Where... It can like find you a Nykthos. Mm-hmm. And then the next ability makes your Nykthos activate for one less. Mm-hmm. So, like, it just in mono green could give you way more like looks at a Nykthos. Right. Because, um, I mean, that's really all the deck wants. Um, so, this ability hits any land in your graveyard, though, not just ones that it milled. Uh, fair. Oh, Cavalier was just ones that it milled. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could rebuy, not that I think it's necessarily legacy playable, but this could be rebuy Wastelands or I guess Field of Ruins. Or Besaju. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great with the Channel Lands, mm-hmm. for you sure. Just, you just Besaju them, attack, Besaju yep. them again. Like, yep. how many basics do you have in your deck? Or how many basic cards of basic land types do you have? And just like try to work through them, yeah. And like, well, it, like... so this returns it to the battlefield. Not oh, to is your it hand. tapped? Yeah. Okay, it go, so, it you, so you get the channel at once. Tapped. Yeah. Okay, you get the channel at once and then do it. Okay. Yep. But I mean, it, it ramps you, or it, like it does. hits your land drop after you've besieged them. Mm-hmm. Like I will use my besiege you, and then I will like attack you, and I will put my besiege yep. on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was interesting, I think, is the cost reduction, because I don't think we've ever had a land that made lands cost less. Mm-hmm. So is there like anything fun that pops into your mind that we can do with making lands cost less? Um, well, we had Nykthos. That's not Nykthos, fun. Nykthos, yep. Uh, Thespian Stage. Mm-hmm. Always one. fun. Um... Again, another receivables one was um, uh, Rashad and Port. One to zero. Oh, yeah, that's cute. You yeah. just have, like, you know, just say, you know, tap your land. Yep. Tap my land to tap your land with the turtle yep. out. Um, the first thing that popped into my mind was all of the man lands. Like, yeah. Mutavault, Blink Moth, Ink Moth. Um, they all cost zero now. Um, Mistress, Fa- I'm sorry, Mistress Factory. Yeah. Um, and I guess the uh, what is the what is the Mistress thing we have now? That land costs is it two or three? Yeah. And yeah. Not, that one will cost one less. Yeah. Uh, I guess the like shimmering grottos of the world. The one mana tap, add one mana of any color. Oh, yeah. The filter lands. Yep. They all now are zero, tap a mana, get a mana of any color. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that's not terrible. Um, yeah, so the, it does interesting things. I don't know. 
I don't know how good those things are altogether. Yeah. And right, not like, requiring a four-mana card either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Not that it could be... Like, let's say it was one green-green. All right. Not saying that it could be, but if it were, then mm-hmm. I could see being like, well, do I really need old growth troll? Yeah. Right. Like this gives me more looks at my Nykthos. It's, it's one less devotion, but like if I hit my Nykthos a turn earlier, none of that matters. Right. Right. Uh, like I need, like I need to keep Pelucranos so I can block flyers, but the turtle will let me get my Nykthos. Okay, I can see that. But being four mana, like, that deck wants to go from, like, three to five. Yeah. Or three to six kind of deal. It doesn't want to, it doesn't want to like, stop at four. Right. So I don't know how, how that, like, impacts things. But it is, I guess, also, it's good with Ursa Saga. Yeah. It turns your Ursa Saga down one, and then when it dies, you just attack with it and bring it back. it. Yep. That's cute. So that's not awful. Yep. But, like, having three toughness, like Lightning Strike oh, and yeah. Lightning Bolt, just, like, make your life terrible. Definitely undersized for uh, a green creature at four mana. I mean, even if it was, like, a two four. Yeah. I'd feel better, because then you're, like, in the, like, Lava Coil... Like part of the world, where like in game one, it probably you probably get to free roll it against like a lot of like red decks, but at three, like that's just like where you get to kill stuff if you're red. Right. All right, last green card. This is a weird one. We have Bramble Familiar, one in the green for a two-two elemental raccoon. Um, it taps for a green. And you can pay one in a green, tap it, discard a card, return Bramble Familiar to its owner's hand. And then it also has an adventure, Fetch Quest, five green green, mill seven cards, then put a creature, enchantment, or land card from among the milled cards onto the battlefield. Okay. Um... Uh, so it's kind of like green Fey of Wishes, but mm-hmm. like different... I don't know. It, this is a weird one. It's so, really expensive like to do the adventure, which mm-hmm. is like typically cheaper than the creature, but then like the creature stuff is super cheap so that you can rebuy it to do the adventure again. Yeah, so like it kind of is in the in the early game use me for ramp. Mm-hmm. And then once you've hit your land drops and the ramp doesn't matter anymore turn me into a turn timber symbiosis yeah and like that's a i mean that's a reasonable like combination of things right like because we've all had games where like like and where you've drawn your mana dork late and you're like oh my gosh if this was anything else now it is something else well unless it's another bramble familiar yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I guess you are cursed if you pay seven mana and you flip over seven cards and they're all there is staring back at you is a bramble familiar, yeah, right. Or like if this is on the battlefield and you draw a land, right, yeah. you can pick it up and try again. 
Also, yep. like, you can do the tricks you did with Fae of Wishes, where, like, block, put it back in my hand. That's true. This is not at sorcery speed. You can do yeah. that. Or, like, they use a removal spell and you just pick it up. You know, like, yep. I'll take this land in my hand and pick this guy up. Uh, and then maybe in a turn or two, I'll get to cast the other side. It's also an elemental. It is It is also an elemental. <laughs> um, I wish it was a 1-3. Yeah. He's just too stompable. Yes, definitely. Um, poor guy. Poor guy, just getting getting crushed by the previous Eldraine set. Uh, but like, I mean, he he's a two two. Like, that's not embarrassing. I mean the the other elemental is an O three, mana dork. Mm-hmm. So like, this is just a better elemental mana dork on some level. Like, yeah. it gives the out of like attack. Like, I've been playing the Lotus Cobra version some, and it's like, Lotus Cobra's fine and all. Like, you do explosive things, but, like, I don't know, having extra elementals is always good. Mm-hmm. I guess the downside of him being an elemental is um, when you have a Nissa, the new Nissa, right, yeah. and you, like, play a fetch land, you kind of want to hit Omnaths. Right. Right, and having like an extra elemental raccoon in the way, you're like, crap, I just got a tutu. <laughs> yeah. But like, it could also be fine, like, you know, if like it's turn four, you went like, I'll got Risen Reef into um, Nissa Fetch Land, and then you, any elemental's a win, and then you're just like, okay, fine, get to play this guy on two, trigger my Risen Reef. Mm-hmm. Not the end of the world, yeah. and then, and then like you get to pick them up and do something with them later. Yeah. Huh. Oh, it's a tap ability. Like, if you didn't have to tap him, like just being able to like pick him up and trigger risen reefs. Oh like, yeah. Four mana, like trigger all your risen reefs, but you've got to like wait a turn cycle. Yeah. But still, not the end of the world. Right. Yeah. But I, I do appreciate that they like slap the elemental uh, creature type on a couple things. Thanks. Yep. This could be Give because we're going back to Lorwyn and they want to have like an elemental stack. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they'll just take a, a mana off of Risen Reef and just call it good. Yeah. Coiling elemental. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Uh, moving into gold. We have Baluna Grand Squall. Yeah, and we, we do. talked about this one a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can bring it up on screen. This is Teamer for a 4-4 Giant Noble with Trample. Permanent spells you cast that have an adventure cost one less to cast. And it has an adventure, Seek Thrills, to Teamer. It's an instant mill seven cards, then put all cards that have an adventure from among the milled cards into your hand. So um, the front side of this is something near um, Escape the Wilds. Uh, the adventure side, yeah. Yep. And then the back side um, makes all of your adventures creature and also is a three mana four four trampler. I mean, it's uh, we just talked about him, uh, the green 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 guy. Uh, uh, the troll, old growth, growth, old growth troll. troll. Yeah, it's like old growth troll. Like yep. That card is, like, playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an old growth troll that, like, makes it so all your stuff's cheaper. 
Yep. And then if you draw it in the late game, it's like if you built your deck right, it's just like bury target opponent. Yeah. Like put someone in draw the ground. Five cards. Yeah. 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 Six for one you. Your go. <laughs> no, I think this card is really strong. Mm-hmm. Like I think it does require you to have like an adventure deck. And I think the first like explore nonsense I'm going to mess with is going to be like Team or Adventures. Team or Adventures. Exactly. Yeah. Um uh Love Struck Beast, Bone Crusher Giant, um uh Brazen Prison Borrower, Borrower, this and um uh the uh Beanstalk Giant. Yep. With, you know, the various like payoff cards. Lucky Clovers and Keepers. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the blue enchantment. This like mm-hmm. kind of kind of uh Edgewall Innkeeper ish. Yep. Yeah, so some combination of that and just like here's all these adventures, does this work? Yep. Cause I mean I think if you have thirty adventures like if you have thirty adventures in your deck and you cast this, you're gonna on average get three or four cards. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, which is fine. Like, a five-mana draw four plus, like, get a four-four eventually is fine. And I mean, th- eventually, it's three mana. Like, yeah. you're going to do it next turn and then cast your adventure cards. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to do it and then, like, ramp. And yeah. think about how much better mana is now with the, with the Triome. With Ket- yep. Is it Ketria Triome? And yep. then the... Uh, like everything, like you're gonna have like really good mana to make this work, mm-hmm. and like I don't think it's unreasonable to like splash into like uh, particularly white for some of the uh, you know twinning twins and like um, like to have your, your your removal on like giant killer, yeah, where you can just like snag something like put a planes in your deck for. Uh, giant uh, for uh, beanstalk giant, giant and like a couple triomes that have like white on them, and like mm-hmm. you're probably fine. Yep. But no, this card looks great. Like this card, this is one of the cards I'm excited about. I'm like, oh, can mm-hmm. like that deck be good? Yep. And we're gonna find out. Uh, next up, we have decadent dragon, two red red for a four four dragon, flying trample. Whenever it attacks, make a treasure token. That's a uh, some portion of Goldspan Dragon. Mm-hmm. It also has an adventure, two and a black for an instant. Uh, it's expensive taste. Exile the top two cards of an opponent's library face down. You may look at and play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. Um, So you don't get to use mana of any color. So that's where the True. treasures come in. You do get to play lands, though. You do get to play lands. Um, and it's not till end of turn. You just get them. Yeah, it's basically like Gaunty. Yep. They just have the ability now. You can cast these. Yep. Um, you get to cat. You get to attack with a four four the same turn you get to attack with a Goldspan Dragon, right? Because Goldspan, you'd play it on five and it would have haste. Yep. So this, you play it on four. Cross your fingers. That it doesn't die. That it doesn't die, and then you get to attack with it. So, like, you kind of get it on, like, on the same turn. Mm-hmm. And it does have the powerful thing of 
the adventure curving into the creature. Yep. Um, I don't know if you want to spend your turn three, like, hoping for gas, but... Yeah, I mean, it depends on the matchup. It depends on the, it depends on the board state and all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's fine and it's an instant like you could like it's an instant so you could do it on your opponent's hold up a removal spell and... mm-hmm. like you're not just like totally shields down that's weird like that card doesn't feel like that effect doesn't feel like it should be an instant right but i guess it's kind of like siphon insight so mm-hmm. well i think it's your fine card. yeah i think it's fine it's it's weird because four mana four four flying for so long would have been like oh my god yeah, and now it's like, eh, it's it's, it's fine. It does a thing. I, I mean, think about how good like Thunderbreak Regent was in cons. Mm-hmm. And like, if that were printed today, it'd probably be an uncommon. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, uh, I guess this is okay. And you're like, what do you mean you guess it's okay? Cards cards cracked, and it's like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one, we have Devouring Sugar Maw. Two black black for a 6-6 six, six horror. Menace Trample. At the be- Ooh, I can talk too. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice an artifact, enchantment, or a token. If you don't, tap Devouring Sugar Maw. So it's at the beginning of your upkeep, bargain or tap it. Okay. Um, it has one and a white have for dinner. It's an instant create a 1-1 white human creature token and a food token. So it makes two things and then makes you sacrifice a thing. Um, I cannot take any credit for this, but um, Aspiring Spike brought up the fact that much like the uh, stupid evoke elemental that like makes two tokens, mm-hmm. this is something that follows the cascade restriction for... Um, oh god, what are they for? Um, violent outburst and um, yep. shardless. Yep. But um, uh, makes two things for glimpse of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you can play this, and it's another way to get two tokens. So you can uh, start uh, glimpse of tomorrowing. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, I don't know if it's good. But it does give you a way to like a uh, glimpse of tomorrow kind of deal mm-hmm. as another this, way to get um, two things. I don't, I don't know that this is like you, what you're talking about seems much more powerful than what I'm going to suggest. But this also lets you get your roll off a spiteful hex mage. Oh, yeah. It can just eat the roll. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's something. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of those like little synergies for like just having random rolls, but yeah. again, like this is one of those. It's kind of it's, what is it? It's kind of abyssal persecutor, where like it's not on your opponent, it's on you. It's like somewhere between like Lord of the Pit, yeah, and like the same kind of casting cost as like abyssal persecutor, yeah, but like. Are like the problem is are those cards good anymore? Um, I mean I don't think so. We've had a couple different ones over remember the last the, few sets. The guy who made blood, the like the four mana six six flyer that like made a blood. I think it was a five six flyer, yeah. And he got bigger for each blood your opponent controlled. Yeah. Yeah, like that card just like couldn't get the job done. Yeah. Though 
though, here's a question. Uh, oh, it's our, uh, like, is this better in the, like, um, fight rigging deck than the, uh, the oil counter guy that, like, kills you? Oh, maybe. Like, I've had the, I've been killed by oil counters in the past. Yeah. Right? This, I guess this has a side of, like, it might not do something. Mm-hmm. It might just, like, enable you to do a thing. But, yeah. like, you know, Love Struck Beast is a 5-5 five five that makes a token. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, this is not embarrassing if it, like, eats right. that token. Because, um, like, I think Reggie's good. Mm-hmm. I, I often question how good Shakedown Heavy is when I'm drawing cards and not killing my opponent. <laughs> uh and then like six six flyer like this is if you can like make enough things like this is pretty good yeah um so that's another place you could maybe use it like add a, like splash a little bit to get the weight to be able to get the two things so you can have something to feed it mm-hmm. uh but yeah i think it's fine in that regard Though I'll say that, and then I'll just I'll like have a screenshot of like three of them tapped in my opponent at like two, yeah. like empty board. I just have all three of my things tapped. I'm like, uh, it's not as good as I thought it was. Quick, somebody make a token or three. Anyway, anything, anything, make me yeah. a token. All right, next here we have elusive otter, a uh, single blue mana for a one one with prowess. Creatures with power less than Elusive Otter's power can't block it. And it has an adventure for Grove's Bounty. X and a green. Uh, sorcery. Distribute X plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control. Um, I worry about how fragile it is. Like the other prowess creatures are one twos that get played. Yeah. So like... We have Spike Fuel Hazard, like not in standard, but we also have the uh, the uncommon blue blue creature with red adventure that just has like red deal one. Yeah. As it is as venture. So like you're a little bit limited on how good this can be. And it feels awkward that like the blue side screams like blue red prowess. Mm-hmm. And then the green side's not super usable. In that deck, yeah. In that deck. Um, and then the green side is like, hey, play like, I don't know, Conclave Mentor. Yeah. And then it's like, cool, you play Conclave Mentor, now you can't use the blue side? Like, right. they don't seem to match up real well? Yeah, I guess my thought with this was that it seems to be a good curve filler, like in an adventure deck. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of one of the strong points of the adventure deck is you're you're always using your mana with the, you know, the difference in cost between your adventures and the then the creatures that go on the adventures, and like being one mana, it's a spot that's not otherwise occupied by an adventure creature, and also the adventure is an X spell which would fill in your mana curve, however you see fit, mm-hmm. and I mean putting four counters on your brazen borrower 
will probably end the game. Fair. More, more, most likely, yes. So yeah. I, I guess you could like, and like casting all your adventures triggers this. So I could see that working. Yeah. And it also has the, uh, oh, what's that card? The Lamholt. Pacifist. No. Champion of Lamholt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the from the original Innistrad block. Yeah. Like the the can't be blocked creatures by creatures with power yeah, less power, than it is yeah. more annoying than you think. It's way more annoying, especially when you grow it with prowess and putting a bunch of counters on it. Not that you're gonna put a bunch of counters on it with itself, but assuming you had more than one. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have the card that Brian was just talking about. Why don't you read it off? We have Frolicking Familiar, a uh, two and a blue for a 2-2 Otter Wizard. He flies somehow. You um, Otter know. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> Otter know. Uh, so whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So, like, not prowess? Almost prowess. Yeah. So, like, that kind of annoys me. Like, yeah. it should just be prowess. Like, just in terms of, like, ease of playing the game. Yeah. Because, like, how many times... Maybe they didn't want to trigger off artifacts. Yeah, but, like, why? When, like, the card before it does. Yeah. Like, I don't know. was it a rare with prowess? And they were like, oh, we need an extra uncommon, so we need to change maybe. it from prowess to something else. And then we have Blow Off Steam, which is a red for an instant. Blow Off Steam deals one damage to any target. Um, Spike Field Hazard killed way more things than it had any right to. Yes. And this always draws you a three mana 2 2 flyer. Which, when Drake, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't like amazing, but is also not embarrassing. Mm hmm. So, like, I kind of, like, it seems like it could have, like, reasonable utility. Yeah. Where it's just going to, like, do, like, it's going to, like, tag team on a creature every so often. Or it's just going to be one mana trigger prowess on a couple things. Mm -hmm. Like, it just feels like it fills, like, a lot of little. Yeah, I mean, it also triggers all your adventure stuff for one mana, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just kind of does, like, a, enough of everything that, like, it could see play, particularly in span, uh, in Standard, if mm. if our, uh, what's her name, if our giant lady... Baluna? Yeah, if, if Baluna is good enough that you're just like, dear God, I just need to, like, jam adventures in my deck. You're in, buddy. Okay, then, like, hey, I just need more adventures. And, like, let's... Let's say for a second that the, the Pioneer Adventure deck, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, Mono Green's really good. Or, mm -hmm. like, Mono White with a bunch of, like, X1s or something. right? And you're like, I just want to have a one-mana deal one. Well, here's a one-mana deal one that, like, still synergizes with all of your enchantment stuff. Yeah. Uh... Uh... And, um, not enchantment stuff, all your adventure stuff, and, like, you could sideboard it. 
Right, you can right. just like bring it in; it would be fine. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it can have a home just because deal one does more than you realize it does a lot of times. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. This is a James card. This if is if I ever if I ever saw one. This is Mosswood Dread Knight. Uh, one and a green for a three-two with trample. When Mosswood Dread Knight dies, you may cast it from your graveyard as an adventure until the end of your next turn. And the adventure is Dread Whispers. One in a black for a sorcery. You draw a card and lose a life. I want to build a deck with nothing but sticky two mana three twos. Uh, so you get four of these and you get four of the uh, Tenacious Underdog. And Scrap Heap or scrap, yeah, scrap heap Scrounger. I mean, you can build this in. You can yeah. just build. Oh, the, just in standard. Just yeah. in standard, you have those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, like, um, if there are, oh gosh, the like one mana, like, the I cost a mana, but you have to sacrifice a creature, or I cost mm-hmm. five mana to like kill a thing. Right. Right. Like you can like. Your turn three could just be like attack with my dread knight, sack it, kill your thing, pay two, draw a card, right. put him back on an adventure. That seems fine. Mm-hmm. Like kill your permanent that really matters, and then get this back. It's kind of like it's like super gutter bones or just like a a tenacious underdog that gets to block. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, you always get the mana to do it because, like, you get to untap. So it's, like, it's harder to lose him. Yeah. You're doing over a couple turns. Yeah. And you don't always have to bring it back. Like, you can can draw the card and just be like, all right, I'm going to wait. Yeah. There was the black guy that had, like, Death Touch and then had the, had a very similar, like, like, one in a black or two in a black, like, adventure that was like lose a life draw a card yeah the knight um, Falmire knight Falmire knight i think yeah um like it had death touch but like being a three two while not death touch still gets a lot of things well and like it's a threat i mean a yeah. two mana three two with i don't know why it has trample but a two mana three two with trample like is a threat that has to be dealt with or I the feel, game's not going to last a whole lot I longer. I feel like the trample's there so you don't misplay it, like, as the person with it, right? Like, like just turn me sideways and bash. Oh, yeah. And, like, try to get in damage. <laughs> it's holding your hand. Yeah, like, kind of yeah. like Brazen Borrower, I can't block creatures without flying. It's like, yeah, because you're supposed to attack with your 3-1 flyer. Yep. This is like, you're supposed to attack with your 2-mana 3-2. Just yep. get in what damage you can and then buy it back. It doesn't matter. Yep. So, yeah, I think that it's, I feel like you could do stuff with it. Like, it seems like, not that we have, deadly de- dispute. yeah, I was going to say, not that we have Deadly Dispute right yeah. now, or like Village Rights or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just like just enough stuff. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. very, very Jamesy. Yep. Here's another one I'm excited about if we're going to like play Adventures. Uh, questing druid so one in the green for a one one whenever you cast a spell that's white blue black or red not uh, green 
not green. Put a plus one plus one counter on Questing Druid. So this is Quarian Dryad. Mm-hmm. It's a Quarian Dryad, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Same exact card. Uh, vintage All Star 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> but. Like, it's the exact same card. You're paying no tax for this card having an adventure. Right. And then it has an adventure, Seek the Beast. Uh, one on the red, instant adventure. Exile the top two cards of your library until your next end step. You may play those cards. Now, we had talked about it before, and we were trying to figure out if it has the same text as Ren's Resolve. And yeah. it doesn't, because Ren's Resolve says until the end of your next turn. So, like, if you cast this on your main oh, phase, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to spend the cards that turn. Yep. Whereas this, if you cast, you can, it's an instant, so you cast it on your opponent's turn, and then you have your whole turn cycle to use the cards. Right. So, so if you it, cast it on your opponent's turn, you'll you'll get to use the mana. Yes. If you cast it yeah. on your turn, you don't. So it's, like, worse if you're, like, I need to hit my third land. Right. Well, you can't do... So- you know what I mean? Like, on turn yeah. three, you can't be like, oh, I didn't draw my third land. You have to, like, think ahead and, like, okay, I have to use it on my right. opponent's turn. Um, This card, if you can use both cards as a two mana, it's four mana for a three for one. Mm-hmm. It's a one one that draws you two cards. Yes. For two red green. Like, that's... And if you can... I mean, if you can do it all in one shot, like depending on what your library looks like, it's a two mana three three. That yeah. Drew you, right. You I could, guess a four four mana three three that drew you two cards. Yeah, like you could like, you know, uh, instant speed it, and then on your yep. turn, like even if it's just like play questing druid, play a land, and then like, uh, play the blow off steam the one mana deal mm-hmm. one. Right yep. now it's a two-two, so it's a two-two that drew you two cards. Yep, that's really good. Um, mm-hmm. See the we, mold drifter. Uh, yeah, we've conversation a little while ago. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, but they put a lot of pretty powerful, and we're gonna see another one here in a second. Pretty powerful um, two mana adventures. Mm-hmm. That it just feels like if you're playing adventures, you're just never going to have something. You're never going to like not use your mana on two. Yeah. Especially if you go back again to like older formats. Because like Brazen Borrower and Bone Crusher Giant and Questing Druid. And next card Scalding Viper. Scalding Viper. So uh, one in the red. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with mana value. Three or less Scalding Viper deals one damage to that player, and it's a 2-1. So it's kind of a tamed, um, one-sided Eidolon of the Great Rebel. Yep. But then it has uh, Steam Clean uh, for one of the blue for a sorcery. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Um, So did your opponent play something scary on... Their second turn, just put it back in their hand. They yep. play like boop. Um, so this is another. Now it's a sorcery, so not not quite as good. But right. you have a bunch of these like two mana, like you're always gonna have something to do on two cards. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, two mana one two, 
it's fine. Not super exciting. Well, I mean, the, the ability is good, though. Yeah, the ability is good. Yeah. Yeah, like, again, like, if if you told me you have a um, a four-mana mana war mm-hmm. that basically then just hung around and pinged for a bit, you'd be pretty... Like, it's not super standard playable, but being able to do it on the installment plan mm-hmm. makes it pretty good. Yeah, like, I think this card is, like, uh, very playable. And also, we've talked about before, like, tempo and, like, bouncing a creature if you're, like, you know, they get to replay it so you haven't really dealt with it the whole time. But, like, yeah. it replaces itself with a non-embarrassing creature. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not really down a card. Yeah. Because it, you know, the Steam Clean draws you a uh, a 2-1. All right, we have one more multicolored card. All right. And it is the Goose Mother. Honk. Honk. Uh, X green blue for a 2-2 bird hydra with flying. The Goose Mother enters a battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. When the Goose Mother enters a battlefield, create half X food tokens rounded up. Whenever the Goose Mother attacks, you may sacrifice a food if you do draw a card. Um, I mean, there, there's like an obvious um, hydroid crisis parallel here. It is. It's like a kind of fixed hydroid crisis. Yeah. I mean, they've turned a lot of knobs. They have. Uh, again, a priestly priestly will discuss this card. And one thing that Patrick Sullivan pointed out was um, hydroid crisis. You didn't care. You just like right. turned all your mana sideways and nothing yeah, it was bad a cast would, trigger. It, nothing bad would ever happen to you. Yeah. Right? Here, right, you turn maybe you're not going to turn all your mana sideways because you need to sack the food to get some mana to stabilize. Yeah. Right? It can get countered and now you're in a bad way. Right? Yeah. You want it to live, so maybe you don't use all your mana so you can hold up a removal uh, a protection spell. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot more play with this card than there was with Hydroid Crisis. It's also less expensive, though. Is it? Wasn't Hydroid Crisis XX? It may have been. I I don't remember. Or No, maybe it was just X and it was half-half. It was half-half. It was X. Yeah. But this yeah, okay. starts out as a 2-2. Two, two, yeah. Where Hydroid Crisis started out as a 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, yeah, it is, uh, kind of fixed in a way, but like there, there ends up being more play with it. Like you can Mm -hmm. do more with it. Also, like you have to remember the foods don't have to come from the goose mother. Right. Right. No, they can come from anything, but you could play this on two and then play a thing that makes a food on Mm -hmm. three and then swing with that draw card. Yeah. You could like mother goose into tough cookie. Mm-hmm. And then oh, poor cookie. sack the cookie, well, sack the food. Tough cookie yeah. gets to live, <laughs> but you could sack the food. Tough cookie makes, yeah, and get a card, right? Whereas you know, so you like don't think of it as like I gotta get the food from Goose Mother. Like you can get the foods from anywhere, 
Right. And then just uh, let her honk it up. But, yeah, it's like, but in Constructed, like, it's not Hydroid Crisis. Because Hydroid Crisis paid you immediately and nothing uh, bad could happen. Yeah. Right? So, is it me or does the art look like a bunch of, uh, like, shadow puppets? Like all all of the goose heads? Hmm, I cannot see that. Like all of the necks look like arms for some reason. Yeah, or if you, if you were to tell me that it was like just a bunch of geese, like just lined up behind yeah. each other, I'd believe yeah. that too. Because like some of the heads don't look like they're actually attached to the goose mother. <laughs> the necks are just floating, floating out there. Yeah, it's like the ones on the far left. Like how are they attached? How long yeah, are know. their necks? Too long. Too long. Also, like, gold, uh, Golden Goose. You let Golden Goose into this. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And then... We can food round cards. It is... Uh, enters with half X rounded up. So if it's one, you still get a food. So if you play it as, like, a 3-3, three, three, you still get yeah. a food. Yeah. All right. Moving on from Multicolor to Artifact... We have Agatha's Soul Cauldron. Two mana, legendary artifact. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate abilities of creatures you control. Creatures you control with plus one, plus one counters on them have all activated abilities of all creature cards exiled with Agatha's Soul Cauldron. And you can tap it and exile target card from a graveyard. When a creature card is exiled this way, put a plus one, plus one on target creature you control. So Agatha's Soul Cauldron, like, um, the just the plus one plus one counter that it gives can just be good enough. Like mm-hmm. eat a creature, make a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. Um. And then you get just random other. Uh, Turns every creature in your deck into a necrotic ooze. Yeah. Eventually. Um, uh, again, uh, Saffron Olive had Cookie Aggro. With this mm-hmm. card in it, so if someone killed his um, ginger brute, mm-hmm. then now all your you sack your ginger brute and everything you have that has a counter can get haste, and yep. then not be able to be blocked by creatures without haste. Yep. So like that's good. It's also like just graveyard hate, mm-hmm. right? It's like an extra mana for like a relic. Yep. But like you just eat your opponent's creatures because it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. yours so um you know you just pick off the reanimation targets or whatever yep like you could use it to do something for your deck but it also has the fail case of like i will just use it as graveyard hate now yeah oh man can you imagine like eating a walking ballista with this thing and like all of your creatures are now walking ballistas Yes, people have mentioned that as that like being just busted. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's there's a million combos you can do with this. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I have a feeling. Just like put a gristle brain in the graveyard. Oh yeah, that's gross. And then like anything with a plus one plus one counter is a gristle brain if you can eat it. Yeah, and then you play an Ashiok and you just pay all of your life and put all of your cards in your graveyard and there draw the go. rest we of them. Yeah, you I draw mean, half of them and. Exile half of them. Well, there's your Doom Whisperer, right? Like, you there's just, my Doom like, Whisperer. 
in chunks of seven, but yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, even like in like Pioneer, you can just like something with a counter, get a Doom Whisperer in the graveyard. Oh yeah, it's a Doom Whisperer now, yeah. And then turn it a Doom Whisperer, and then you have your Ashiok stuff, and there you go. Yep. And Doom Whisperer will put more creatures in your graveyard for you to like pick from. That is correct. We did it. We did it. So, broken combo card. I'm sure uh, there will be lots lots said about this card mm-hmm. in the not-too-distant future. And this is one you were excited about, right? It was, yeah. So, I'm glad that it made it on here. So, Candy Trail is one mana. When it enters the battlefield, scry two. And then you have two mana, tap, sack it. You gain three life and draw a card. It is a food clue. Uh, so, it does both the food thing and the clue thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so why were you interested in this card? I played Witching Well. And I'll well. tell you why Why I uh, put it here. Remember Witching Well? Mm-hmm. Like, I unironically played Witching Well in some, like, bad yep. Pioneer combo decks. Yep. This is a Witching Well that goes in any color deck now. Yep. Right? Like, you don't have to have be blue. It draws one less card, but it does it for half the mana. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it gains you life to like keep you from dying. Um, like I could see like using this to like improvise, mm-hmm. or uh, oh gosh, paradoxical outcoming it. Yep. Like any number of like things, and being a zero, like any like artifacts cost one less to cast. Yeah. Make it zero as opposed to witching. Well, you can't do that. Hmm. So those are all the all the things I liked about it. So the reason I put it on here was because I'm pretty certain that the fact that it's a food clue also gives it the ability to pay two and tap it and sacrifice it to draw a card and to pay two and tap it and sacrifice it to gain three life. But it doesn't have it on the card. Right, but they do. Which is why I was confused. But they put them together. Right, but I think the fact that it's a like type food, like I think that's an inherent characteristic of foods, isn't it? But all the The same goes for all the non-food tokens that say that they are food. They all have the pay to. Right, right. Because I'm pretty sure that's like. A thing that food does. A thing that food has to do. Yeah, same with clues. Not that, like, there's any actual clues. They're all tokens, but... Yeah. Um, Maybe... It's just like a rules thing, I think. I don't think... And not that it matters, because you're never going to just pay two and tap it to, like, gain three life or just draw a card. I just thought it was funny that... Every... Every food that can, so there are, wait, look, there are not, there are eight cards. Okay, I guess technically nine if you want to count um, Unfinity mm-hmm. that have type food. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all of them are two tap sack gain three life, except for the Unfinity one, which is. A creature that you tap 
sack vegetation abomination, and then roll a d6, you gain life equal to the result. But everyone in, like, real magic is has some variation of two-tap gain two life on it. Yeah. Three bowls of porridge is the one that doesn't. Like, it... Well, maybe that should as well. Well, it has two-tap, choose one that hasn't been chosen, and the last one is you gain three yeah. life. But the other ones do something else. But it still has that okay. that variation Yeah, it still has it. that yeah. ability on it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you could just be like, "It's a clue. I'm going to pay to tap and sack and draw a card. I don't need your life." <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't think it matters. But I thought that that was like a property of foods. Yeah, the I don't know. or whatever yeah. it is. I I was like, "Wow, this is a kind of a better witching well <laughs> for like bad combos." Yeah, I went in a different direction there. We'll have to we'll have to read the release notes when they come out. All right. Uh, now we have Ariette's Tempting Apple. I don't know if I pronounced mm, that right. Apple. It's four mana for a legendary food. Uh, when this enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste. You can pay two and sacrifice it to gain three life. And you can pay two and sacrifice it to make an opponent lose three life. So this is a food, and it has two tap sack gain three life. And it also is a poison apple, so your opponent can get sick yeah. from it. And the reason it's on the list is because it's a colorless threaten. Yeah, which we've not had before. No. I was, it was grab the, was it grab the reins? Is that the like Frexian one that's like three double Frexian red? Uh, there was a red one that was Frexian. Yes. Yeah, I think it was Grab the Reins. So, yeah, I mean, I Boom. guess as far as deck building... Oh, no, it's not that... It's not Phyrexian Red. Uh, grab the Reins is just three and a red. Oh. The, there okay. was one that's like yeah, three Phyrexian I, Red, Phyrexian that's Red. That's what I thought. Um, And, yeah, I mean, for like deck building purposes, I guess that's colorless the same way that uh, Dismember is, but... Um, this is like actual colorless, and it's the first time we've had that. Think, so yeah. Not that it's an effect that I think green or blue is ever going to, uh, or green or white is ever going to necessarily need. Uh, now they have access to it. Yeah, it's weird though, like that we have that they have a colorless threaten. Mm -hmm. I guess black could make you. Black doesn't get threatens either, and. Uh, at least then you, you're already in the sacrifice color. Active aggression, is that's the, the yeah, that's yes. the one. Active aggression. Yeah, it is. It is weird that they're like, yeah, here's just a colorless, yeah, thing. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, this is one that you were talking about in the pre-show, right? Yeah, Sir Ginger the Mealender. Um, two mana for a three-one legendary artifact creature, Food Knight. Um, Sir Ginger Mill Ender has Trample, Hexproof, and Haste as long as an opponent controls a Planeswalker. She's getting in mm -hmm. if you have a Planeswalker. And then whenever another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Sir Ginger and scry one. Since it's a food, 
pay two, tap sack, you gain yep. life equal to it, equal to its power. Oh, so I wonder if you can also pay two, tap sack, gain three life. <laughs> I do not know. We'll have to see. Um, so one just like a colorless three two. A three one is pretty decent. Yep. And then like the fact that it has like the upside of if your opponent, you know, is like snipe a planeswalker. Yeah, like oh hey, I have a clear board. Yeah. I guess also like if they, ah <clears throat> uh, no, I was trying to think like, could you like get through a like samurai and still kill a uh, wandering emperor? And I guess the answer is no. Hmm. Yeah. But like they, they can just like, I guess they also can't snipe it with a wandering emperor because it has hexproof. That is true. I guess they can block it. With yeah, the... the samurai will kill it though. Yeah, but it's interesting. So, do you know what this card is from? Yeah, like, it's from the promo video yeah. for Throne, where she stabbed uh, Garrick. Yep. After he ate her boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I think this card is, like, I think it's good. I think it's, like, interesting that, like, they really want to have, like, it's funny, like, hey, we're not going to have as many Planeswalkers. Here's this card that's just here to murder Planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah. But, I think, I, mean, uh, I don't know that that's there for, um, it's like, probably, power reasons. I it's think like it's flavor. just there for, yeah, flavor for for the joke. Yeah. For the memes. It's a It's a gingerbread person. So it's there for the flavor. There we go. Yes, very true. <laughs> Gingery. That's right. Uh, all right. We got two artifacts that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. These are ones that you added to the list here. Yeah, so we have the Iron Crag. Two mana for a legendary artifact. Tap out a colorless. And then whenever a legendary creature enters battlefield under your control, you may have the Iron Crag become a legendary equipment artifact named... Uh, Everflame Heroes Legacy. If you do, it gains equip three and equipped creature gets plus three plus three and loses all other abilities. I don't care about that last paragraph. We've not had a two mana mana rock in standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by extension in Pioneer. Well, since RTR, yeah. bo- since before RTR block. Yeah. This is not a type of card that they normally print. Right. So my first thought is it could help like enable like the colorless deck, like mm-hmm. with the uh Forsaken Monument. Right. Yep. We don't have enough like two mana mana rocks really for that deck, but like this is kind of inching to like, hey, we can kinda this is a thing we can kind of do. Mm-hmm. Which has not been a thing that we've been able to do. So, yep. you know, a colorless banner rock is good. I guess it gets you, like, you know, now more decks can turn three a Karn, which is what we all need in life. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! We did it. Um, and the, uh, the not, the turning it into equipment is a May. So, like, if you play, May, yep. so if you play the legendary creature, you don't, ha- and you still want to have the, uh, the mana rock, you don't have to turn into the equipment. Right. But um, the equipment um, isn't particularly good. It's also worded poorly, so I want to make sure people understand this. 
the creature doesn't lose all other abilities. The Iron Crag does. Yes, because the quotes are around equipped creature gets plus three. Plus. When I initially read it, I was like, oh, it loses all abilities. Yeah. That sucks. But no, it's yeah. so the Iron Crag stops being a mana rock and becomes this equipment. Right. Just the equipment. So this is a time where we've printed a bajillion double face cards. Where you just <laughs> this want, should have been a double face yeah, card. Yeah, you just one off like yeah. when this when a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may transform the Iron Crag. Yeah. Flip it over. It's a it, thing gets plus three plus three for three. Yeah. I solved it. it but it's not even like flavor reasons. Like I, I get what they're trying to do. It's supposed to be like pulling the sword from the stone. Yeah. But if if the stone becomes the sword then like whoever drew the sword from the stone is just like hitting somebody with the iron crag like the whole rock yeah you don't pour the sword out you just <laughs> wield the stone you yeah, just, just hold the stone by the it. hand by the sword's handle and beat them with it yeah if it transformed like that would make more sense flavor wise yeah. yeah but this is like we don't want to do double we've decided to show restraint and we don't want to do a double-sided <laughs> card yeah. For the first time in two years, we were like, this is too much. Stop. Yeah. All right. And then I think the last one was another one. It was Tough Cookie. Tough Cookie. So I like the fact it's an artifact creature. I like mm-hmm. the fact that it gives you two bodies or two game objects. Right. I was um, thinking about it and like this with Lannis mm-hmm. or this with... Paragon took mm-hmm. or with Academy Manufacturer. Yep. Because, like, this is two foods for Academy Manufacturer. It is. Like, this is a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, also, I mean, it's free with Academy Manufacturer because you make two treasures. Yeah. And then also the, um, like, the three mana make something a 4 4. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not great, but, like, it's better than not having it kind of deal. Right, yeah, it's like, something to do with your mana. It's something to do with your mana, right? The next, like, you, the curve of this on turn two, turn three, turn your food into a 4-4 four, four and bash is not, like, embarrassing. Yep. So, yeah, just, like, all in all. And also just, like, solid name. Good job. I like the fact that it's a food and you can sacrifice it to gain three life. Yes. Yes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if they had to write it on the card. It might just be understood because it's a food. We'll have to see what they say. No, they wrote it there. They did, but they didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next we have two cycles to talk about. Okay. Um, the first are the virtues. So we, I'm, I figure we'll run through them all real quick. We can talk about what they mm-hmm. are. And then after we do all the virtues, um, we can talk about the winners and losers from them, okay. maybe. Sure. So first up, we have Virtue of Loyalty. Three white white for an enchantment at the beginning of your end step. Put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Untap those creatures. And it has an adventure, one and a white. Instant, create a 2-2 knight creature token with vigilance. Okay. So, I don't know how relevant a bear is. 
but I guess a bear that draws you another card is pretty good. Yeah. It's Elvish Visionary, but a 2-2. Two, two. Mm-hmm. Um, five mana is kind of a lot for this, but this can also get out of control pretty quickly. It can. I mean, think so. about the... Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, the weird white thought sees Invasion of Balagan. Is it Balagan? Mm-hmm. Or Invasion of whatever. Yeah. Uh, that flips into the your attack creatures that attack to get a plus one plus one counter. Yeah. They don't have to attack here. They just and they get pseudo vigilance. They just get it. Yeah. yeah. Also in the art I keep thinking it's just rings of uh Bright Hearth. It does look like that, huh? Yeah. Like every time I see it I'm like, why is there the rings of like where where's that weird commander artifact there? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that was on Eldraine the whole time? Alright, what's up next? All right, next one is Virtue of Knowledge. For a blue enchantment, if the permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So this is five mana blue Panharmonicon. Yes. And it has an adventure Vantress Visions, one in a blue for an instant. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Fine. Yeah. Like, it's probably too much for the Panharmonicon. Mm-hmm. And, like... I mean, you'd rather just have Elishnorn for five mana, right? Yes. For sure. Yeah. And then the... Uh, is having a single shot of that worth it for the adventure? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, unless the thing coming into the battlefield and triggering is free... Like, yeah. you're asking a lot to have, like, the mana for the thing you had to cast to get the trigger. Mm-hmm. Plus two to get the trigger again. Right. So. All right. Next one we have is the black one. Virtue of Persistence. Five black, black. Enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And the adventure is Luckdwain's Scorn, one in a black. Sorcery, target creature gets neg three, neg three until in the turn. You gain two life. Uh, this one I actually think is good. The I agree. adventure at sorcery speed is kind of awkward because ideally you would want your removal spell at instant speed, but that is the rate for this. Two mana, kill something small, gain two life is perfectly serviceable. I mean... Moment of Craving was an instant, and it gave Neg 2, mm-hmm. Neg 2. Yep, and this so it's on play. Yeah, this one is a little bit better, but a sorcery, so like they kind of balanced it by making it slow, but an extra, uh, minus an extra one. And then, heaven forbid, if you ever get to seven mana. Yes. This is what, Debtor's Nail? Nail from... yeah. Ravnica. I mean, there's a bunch of versions of this. It's I mean, also it's um, original por- Shieldred. It's por- like half of her ability. Portal to Phyrexia? Portal to Phyrexia, yeah. Yeah, this is one of those effects that, like, if you get it down, you win. Yeah. More than likely. Yep. Uh, the next one is the red one, Virtue of Courage. Three red red. Whenever a source you control deals non-combat damage to opponent, you may exile that many cards from the top of your library. You may play those this turn. And the enchantment is Embrith Blaze, one in a red for an instant. Two damage to any target. I mean, 
Stomp's really good. It is. And then also it turns all your stomps into Ren's Resolves. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Let's you chain your burn spells together, though. Mm-hmm. No, I think that this is... Like, you could play this for the adventure only. Mm-hmm. And, like, resolve Virtue of Courage, like, once every three games and be pretty happy. Yep. Yep, I agree. And then we have the green one, Virtue of Strength. Five green green. If you tap a basic land for mana, it produces three times that much mana instead. And the adventure is Garen Brig Growth. It's a sorcery return target land card from your graveyard to your hand. Creature or land. Oh, creature or land. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've often wanted to uh, do nothing on turn seven and then have 21 <laughs> mana on turn eight. <laughs> That's yeah. that's winning as winning sixty card magic if I've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. So I think the loser we're looking at. I think Virtue of Strength is probably the least impactful in sixty card formats. Yeah, probably. Just for that, like, right? You could cast Titan of Industry. Mm-hmm. Or you can cast this. I think that or, was Industry um, 7. Yeah, what was the one from Innistrad? The Storm, something the Storm. Storm the... Storm the Festival? The flashback card. Yeah, Storm the Festival. Yeah, Storm the Festival is like 6. Yeah, yeah, still. But yeah, like you could do that and like yep. build board presence. Or you could do nothing. Right. But you kind of regrowth the something. Yeah, I mean, turn. this doesn't like the black one was seven mana win the game. This kind is of, yes. not seven mana win the game, right? And it's very like, like you ramped into don't affect the board in hopes right. of getting to really ramp the next turn. Yeah, a and super it's, big goose monster, and, and it's um basic lands, so right. it's like really encouraging you to like be mono colored or like a splash that is done with like basics mm -hmm. to get to kind of the full effect. Yeah. I have, I have my doubts and then, yeah, I think the black one's the winner. Yep. Right. With, um, virtue of persistence because the, um, the adventure is fine. And the seven mana thing there, like, in theory, if you cast the adventure, you've already put a thing in the graveyard for you to get back. Yeah. Right. It kind of does everything in one in one card. You're at least gonna yep. get one thing back from it. So like it's kind of a three for one. Mm-hmm. If if you do seven mana survive to your next upkeep. Right. Um and you're black, you've killed a bunch of stuff. So uh yeah, like because the adventure is cheap and useful. Like, mm -hmm. I think the green one would be fine if, like, I don't know, I felt like the, the adventure was more impactful. Yeah, it just but, doesn't do yeah, anything, really. Yeah, but, like, really. neither side of the card really does anything. Yeah. Right? And then, if I had, so if I had to put them in order, I'd probably say persistence and then loyalty and courage are kind of the same. Like, yeah. I think that 
loyalty might be better because a two mana two two is still fine in twenty twenty three, and like mm-hmm. the the other the the enchantment side is like yeah. play some creatures in your white deck. Right, you're doing that anyway. Will do, boss. And then the the red one is like, hey, it's a fine removal spell. Like you said, Stomp killed a lot more things than we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. But then like, it's like now like be playing a, like a burn deck, right? Like that's not how like standard decks are typically constructed. Right. So like I don't know. Well, it's almost like you're pre-sideboarded for your control matchup though. Yeah, fair. Like you stick it. It's your then, experimental like, frenzy or whatever. But you also have this like weird thing where like you're sp- like as you spend mana to cast the spells to burn your opponent. Now you're l- going low on mana to play the spells that you're gonna get off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like I think the blue one's also pretty bad. Yeah, right. Like you could like talk me into like the blue one doing something. I don't think you can talk me into the green one doing anything. <laughs> At least not in sixty card magic. No, no. All right. All and right. Then... So, moving on from the virtues, we have one more cycle to talk about, and that's the man lands. Yes. Um. How do you want to do this? You want to go through each we one? We just go or... through each one. Like they're. They are, for the most part, simple, which is nice. Yep. So we have Restless Bivouac. So it enters tapped. It uh, taps for red or white, and it has one red-white, becomes a 2-2 ox until the end of turn. It's still a land. And when it attacks, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Uh, oh, sorry, on target creature you control. Yeah. Probably it. Yeah. Um, I it's, won a lot of games with Raging Ravine. I was going to say, it's kind of Raging Ravine. It doesn't have Trample, but like it's yeah. cheaper to activate. Um, like This one just feels fine. Like It feels yep. good, right? Yeah, no, I like this one. Um, let's see here. And it's now, also, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, we now have two Bivouacs in Magic. We do. Yeah, Frontier Bivouac. Bivouac. Yes. Yeah. Bivouacs are like a specific type of tent. I will get oh, up is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It, refers, it, it refers to the tents. All right. Because I looked so it up because I was like, what is a bivouac? Tent ox. <laughs> yes. Um, and so comparing it to like Needle Spires, the other creature land that is available in Red, White, and like Pioneer. Oh, yeah. This costs one less to activate. Mm-hmm. And Needle Spires has double strike, but like is a 2-1. Right. Like I feel like I'd rather have a two two that can become a three three and then like a four uh, four. Well it's a two two that attacks as a three three. As a three three, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a two one that has double strike. Yeah. Right. They like they both trade for a three three. Mm-hmm. But your restless bivouac costs you one less mana to activate. Right. And like you could maybe sneak it in a turn earlier and get that first counter before they had like a good block. Yep. So all right. Next up. Restless Cottage. This is green black. And it's two black green to activate. It becomes a four four black and green horror until end of turn. And whenever it attacks, make a food and exile a card from a graveyard. 
This card is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is he called? The the black one that exiles uh, has medicine exiles. Uh, the beholder. Blair yeah, the beholder. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever the one that like the the red black decks play. Yeah, yeah, like that exiling cards matters. Mm-hmm. This is bigger. That had menace. Yeah, this is bigger, but that one had menace. So like. There's a little bit of trade-off there. They both cost yep. four to activate. Yep. And, like, this also gives you a food. It does. So, like, you can, like, it gives Every you... Every time it cracks in. Game objects and can, like, buy you time. Yep. Uh, it costs one more to activate than Hissing Quagmire, but is, like, twice the size. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Hissing Quagmire had death touch. It did. Um, Pissing Quagmire was secretly a removal spell. It was. It was. I mean, a 4-4 four four is also secretly a removal spell. Or maybe less secretly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this one seems really good. Yeah. Um, so, what's the next one? Uh, next up, we have Restless Fortress. This is the white-black one. Uh, two white-black. It becomes a 1-4 Nightmare. And whenever it attacks, defending player loses two life and you gain two life. Um, this is not as good as Shambling Vents, I don't think. It costs one more to activate. Like, they kind of were, like, all in two and three. It costs one more to activate. Yeah. And, like, Shambling Vent had lifelink. Yeah. So, like, it was also, like, a decent blocker. Right. Like, this being a 1-4 isn't a great blocker. I mean, if your opponent's at two, this is great. Like, they just die before they get the blocks? Well, so these all are only attack triggers, right? Yeah. Yes. So these are all more aggressive yeah. than than the uh, than the other ones. But yeah. uh, I think that, like, this probably isn't, like, like I, you could, you could convince me that, like, the bivouac and the, the cottage mm-hmm. could see, like, some pioneer play. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't think you could. I don't think Restless Fortress no, will. I don't think so either. Like, they're all gonna see play in standard. Like, that's not like a discussion. Yeah. But like, can they sneak into Pioneer? And I don't think Restless For- uh, Fortress can. Yeah. Uh, next up is Restless Spire. This is the black. Or, uh, I'm sorry, blue and red one. It's two mana to activate, and a red and a blue. And it becomes a 2-1 with as long as it's your turn, this creature has first strike, and whatever it attacks, scry one. I mean, it's simple. It, like, is going to get in. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's going to give you a little bit of value. It's really cheap. Yeah. Right, 2 that's. Yeah, I think that's the the biggest, um, biggest gain here. Is it's the cheapest? Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I like the red white one and the black green one better than this. I think so as well. Um, but like for two mana, like it's easy enough to like uh, activate this attack, get your scry, and then like have a mana up for like some sort yeah. of like two damage spell or something. Yeah. And then, like, they block, you zap their thing, then the first strike kills it. Yeah. Right? 
So, like, the fact that it's so cheap gives you a little bit more game than those do. Yep. But, no, I think this one is really good. And uh, way better than Wandering Fumeral. Yes. Yeah, way better. Way better. And then we have one more of these. Restless Vinestalk. This is the green-blue one. It's five mana, three green-blue. Until end of turn, it becomes a 5-5 five, five with Trample. And whenever it attacks, up to one other target creature has base power and toughness 3-3 three, three, until end of turn. So um, this isn't just your creatures. It could be your. It could shrink one of your opponent's creatures it's like, would just you, as easy as it can grow one of yours. It gives your opponents bad blocks. Right, like if they have a 5-5, five, five, you just attack, you make it a 3-3, three, three, now they can't block. Yep. Um, I think it's pretty good, but it's also, I guess that ability is also on your creatures. Like if they don't have a good blocker, mm-hmm. you just attack and like can turn your 1-1 one, one flyer into a 3-3. Three, three. Yep. Um, I think it's solid, like, if there is a blue green have lots of mana deck, this just seems like it'll fit in there. Like, kind of like oh gosh, a Hall of the Storm Giant mm-hmm. kind of fit in the uh the those decks. I think this can fit into to like. I mean, this know, is even mana more deck. mana than Hall of the Storm Giant though, and I think I'd rather have Hall of Storm Giant. Hall of the Storm Giant is six. I thought it. I thought it was. Maybe you're right. It's five. It's five and yeah. a blue. I because I always think, um, oh, is it Hall of the, the Hall of the Storm? That is not a card. Uh, Storm Giant. Hall of Storm Giants. There's no that apparently. Oh. Okay. It's it's five and a and a blue. Because okay. I, so I always I always think it's seven. Yeah. And I have to look and I'm like, no, it's six. Um like it's better than Lumbering Falls. Which was four to make a three three hex proof. Yep. Um but I would say like if you had like some sort of big mana deck where like if you ramp into whatever your like big finisher is and they kill it, right? Having this as like a backup plan mm-hmm. is not the end of the world. Yep. Uh, but like, you know, I don't think you're like, oh boy, like super excited to put this in your deck. But like in standard, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that like you could maybe talk me into like. Red, white, green, black, and blue, red as like could maybe see pioneer play. Mm-hmm. Now, like I think green, black can if there's like any semblance of like Abzand or like Jund Mindrangey deck. Yeah. Um, like red, white's hard because like tap lands really hurt the deck. Right. Uh, but if there was some sort of again like mid rangey deck, same with like blue, Mardu. red, yeah, Mardu do. Yes, we like have some Mardu do going on. Yep. Um, and then same with like blue red aggressive decks really don't want to tap land but again like right. you know but the problem is like a more controlling deck like Jeskai uh, would just want to take Hall of the Storm Giants right yeah they don't care that 
this one's cheap. I guess maybe, um, depends. Like, so, oh gosh, what is it called? Creativity mm-hmm. played Mutavault. Now, I think partly because you can tap Mutavault and turn into a creature to itself. sack it. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you were worried about your colors, right, yeah. you could cut those for 2-1 and, like, they're going to die to the same things right? for the most part. Um, now, if my otter wizard gets gets uh, starts seeing some play, <laughs> there you the, go. The two ones are off the table. Uh, yeah, like this one could eh, maybe see some play, but I I really think that the the first two are the most yeah. likely. Me With, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's good that we have these. Just kind of talk going clear back to talk about how like well. We don't have planeswalkers. What's kind of our answer against like control? Like creature having land. these kind of creature lands, where now your land drop has to eat a removal spell. Yeah. Uh, and like, it can't be March of Otherworldly Light. Right. Right. It has to be like Fateful Absence, and then maybe you can get the card back and kind of like grind them out that way. So. Yep. All right. So that was everything. This is a, we, this is a classically there. long one. This is two and a half hours. Woo. Yeah. So um, with all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. So if you want to reach out to us, if there's any cards that you think we missed or anything that you want to talk about or any decks you want to talk about, uh, you can reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X, um, uh, email all that, all those links are in the description. So go say come say hey. Yeah, come say hi to us. If you're looking to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. TCG Player Affiliate Link is the first one. TC or I'm sorry, not TCG. Uh, CasualTryHard.com/tcg. Uh, follow that link on over to TCG Player. Anything you purchase will help to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. The second way is with our Patreon. Patreon.com/CasualTryHardMTG. Patrons get access to our show notes, they get access to our pre-show, and you get put on my mailing list for when I have stuff to send out. Um, so if any of that sounds good, or if you just want to support the show, you like the work that we do, and you've gotten some enjoyment out of it and you want to get back, um, patreon.com slash casualtryardmtg. Chip a couple bucks in, help us out. Yeah, so with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.